You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy, Farhan Hassan, and Sean McGuire. Gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. Unfortunately, Farhan Hassan is not with us again today. Too you know, sleepy. No, you know what it is? Oh. We, we made this new intro. We added his name to it. Oh, is, he, is he holding out? Yeah, he's playing hardball with oh, his contract man. now, so... We were able to work it out last week. Uh, I don't know long term. We'll have to see where this goes with uh, contract negotiations. But today it's just Sean and me. Can we franchise him? <laughs> <laughs> Keep him at his same salary. Yeah, for yeah, just, just hold on to him. Uh, just, you know, let him hit free agency. See, see where it goes. Mm, I like it. Yeah. I like it. You really are a good GM, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> today uh, we have a show of... Uh, underrated players we had the overrated players last week i'm calling this episode i'm too sexy for my spot or, or, or for my adp yeah for me yeah i'm too sexy for my adp um so we have 10 we actually have a bonus 11th player um that we might get to if we have time we also have a listener question that we'll get to at the end of the show so sean i think you're taking you're kicking this off uh should we start with quarterbacks why not they're, they're at the top of the uh, the chart on most fantasy sites, right? Right, right. So I've got um, I've got a tale of two quarterbacks here. So I'm, let's play a little bit of a game. Um, I'm going to tell you something about two different quarterbacks. We'll call them quarterback A and quarterback B. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I know. It will prevent you from knowing who they are. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to tell you some facts about them, and I'm going to let you decide... Which one of these guys you'd rather have? Okay. okay. All right. So let's start with with uh, well with some things that are, are are consistent for both quarterbacks because there's a lot of there's some things that are similar and, and and let's just get some of those out of the way. Okay. Both quarterbacks, neither one of them have ever missed an NFL game. Okay. All right. So that's that's always a good place to start. Right? I'm leaning A. <laughs> All right. Uh, both quarterbacks have always finished as a quarterback one, QB one. They finished somewhere between one and 12. We're presuming a 12-team league. Um, so they've never had a year where they did not finish as a QB one. Okay, now I'm leaning B. All right. <laughs> it's just going to get funnier the more I do that, right? <laughs> right. Uh, it's amazing. Um, okay, so not necessarily in this order, mm-hmm. but the last four years... Uh, I'm just I'm I'm only going back four years for this data. Um, quarterback A has finished. He has uh, finishes. Oh, sorry, I did say he. It's a spoiler. This is for sure a male. Okay. <laughs> they both are actually. Okay, got but, it. But uh, last four years uh, finished QB one, QB five, QB ten, and QB ten. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good player. QBB, on the other hand, last four years, QB2, QB6, QB8, 
QB8. Mm. You know, just I'm not a mathematician, but that sounds like it might average out to being pretty close to the same. <laughs> I, I didn't do the math. I could probably do it. I could actually do it for sure. Uh, that's that's a, okay. It's <laughs> an average of four for QBA, and uh, it may, it's about it. What? It, forget about it. <laughs> I, the math is. We don't have Bodhi. We need we need our mathematician. Right. And uh, I, I can't figure that math out. But it it seems to be about the same. Uh, QBB maybe has been a little more consistent. QBA has maybe has a little higher top end, but we're talking about tiny differences. Okay. Right. They both have an excellent seasoned head coach um, been around the league uh, for a long time have consistently produced productive offenses okay mm-hmm. um, QBA has two reliable pass catchers a stable veteran and an exciting young receiver QBB has uh, three reliable pass catchers two stable veterans and an exciting young receiver Okay. okay. Uh, QBA, oh, sorry. Let's go. Let, yeah, QBA has. Uh, a, I would say their uh, the backfield of that team is is a little bit in turmoil. Okay. Uh, QBB has an excellent backfield. Okay. QBA is thirty one years old. QBB is only twenty six years old. So. On that, do you have a player that you think seems like a better player? And if so, why? Yeah, I think I would go with QBB. Um, it sounds like he's younger. He's got a better backfield and more weapons uh, as pass catchers. So I go for B, final answer. All right. QBA has an ADP of QB4. QBB has an ADP of QB7. Oh, for sure. Slam it. Yeah. QBB. All right. Would you like to know who QBA is? Yes. All right. The answer is Russell Wilson. Ooh. All right. Well, B must be really good then. Yeah. B is Dak Prescott. Oh. I'm happy with Dak. Yeah. So the point is, I think these guys have been pretty consistent. Wilson's been a bit... You know, he, we went back four years. Um, if you go further, he's got a longer history of being good. Um, but I don't know how you look at a player that has been a QB1 every single year, and he's got he's five years younger, and you wouldn't value that player higher. But that's not the way it is right now. Hmm. I had Russell in a redraft league one year. Yeah. Uh, was it he- a QB10 year? Yeah, it was a year he was not very good, and so I, I, I have a lasting impression of him as, like, a guy I don't want. I mean, I drafted Randy Moss, like, the one year Randy Moss wasn't very good. So, mm. so, You've experienced it, too. Yeah, you go through that. But that doesn't ultimately, ultimately, the, I think the point is, QB7, for a, a guy, Dak Prescott, with that collection of weapons, to me, is underrated, undervalued, and uh, he's a player you should go acquire. We're going to move on to the running back position now. I have Jordan Howard on my list. Jordan Howard is a 25-year-old. He is currently ranked as the running back 47, both in ADP and the ECR, which is the expert consensus ranking. The question that I have for all of these guys is why is he not sexy? 
And the, the answers that I came up with is he's not a good receiver. People like their pass catching backs. And he finished last season with a whimper. So he missed the last seven games with a shoulder injury. And during that time, he was completely eclipsed by Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. So people don't have a good taste in their mouth. But what's wrong with being sexy? Why should he be sexy? Right. He had a great rookie season. He had 1,600 yards and seven touchdowns in 2016. Over the last three years, he's only averaged as the running back 23 in points per game. That's in standard scoring. But let's look at the totals that he had in those years. In 2017, he had 1,250 yards and nine touchdowns. And in 2018, he had 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns again. Then, last year, he moves to Philly. He plays in the first nine games before getting hurt. And in those nine games, he was on pace for 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. He has consistently in his career put up 1,000 yards and about nine touchdowns every season. In fact, over his entire career, Howard is the third best running back in the NFL in rushing yards and seventh in rushing TDs. In the history of the NFL? Um, <laughs> no. Just over the last... Since, since 2016? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, in addition to all that information, Miami drafted three offensive linemen in the first four rounds of the draft this year. Yeah. And his neighbors, when you look at ranking according to ADP in a dynasty startup, um, his neighbors are Chase Edmonds. Who? Tony Pollard. Who? In expert consensus ranking, it's Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't, I don't know who that guy you is. You can't who him. <laughs> no. And Rashad Penny. Who's, is, who might not ever, like, he, he might not ever play this year at all. He might not. Yeah. Or ever. Well, you're looking at a guy with uh, 1,000 yards every year, close to nine touchdowns every year. He's only 25. You have to pay barely running back four prices for him. He's at the bottom of running back four ratings here, both in ADP and expert consensus rating. And you have a legit shot at 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. I'm buying Jordan Howard. That sounds really good. I think I would be buying two. Let me ask you, uh, I, I've got two, two quick questions here, maybe three. He's going to Miami, right? So I, that makes me think of a couple things. The Philadelphia offense was probably a little more high-powered than maybe the Miami offense. I mm-hmm. don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And how's that, how's the, how do you see the, the balance shaking out with him and Matt Breida? I would agree with you, especially last year, that Philly was a more high-powered offense. Uh, the fact that Miami drafted three linemen in the, in the NFL draft this year makes me feel a little more comfortable with that offense. Um, I also think... They were coming around at the end of last season with some of their weapons like yeah. Devontae Parker and for sure. and Gasecki. So I'm hopeful for the Miami offense. Uh, in terms of, you asked about Matt Breida, right? Yeah, just like how do you see that shaking out? Sure. I just see those two as totally different types of players. So Matt Breida is really fast. He only weighs 195 pounds, and he tends to get dinged up. So he's like that, you know, if you go with the cliche thunder and lightning, Breida's a lightning guy. Howard's more of a thunder guy. Um, I just see that Howard's going to have a big role. He's going to be that first and second down back. If Breed is dinged up, he's probably going to be the workhorse. Um, and I think he'll be the goal line back in Miami. So yeah, I, I, I think he'll still get his touchdowns. I, I agree. I don't think – I think they have a spot for Breida. He has demonstrated, I think, without any doubt, that he cannot be a workhorse running back. And 
and he they don't need him to be he's paired perfectly with jordan howard and um ultimately i I see it much the same way he's gonna probably just be i wouldn't say a third down back but but maybe a little third down back plus which which is basically how miles sanders started out in philadelphia and um but i don't think he had i think he had the potential of expanding his role I don't really see Matt Breed as having the potential of expanding his role, so I'm with you on this. The only other question I was going to have is, is was about PPR versus um, standard, um, but I think we've kind of covered that. Ultimately, if you're in a PPR league, um, his value is probably going to be a little bit less, but I don't think it's anywhere near running back 47 or whatever they, they got him at. I think you still take a guy who can get you 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. For sure, every day of the week. And, and twice, twice on, on Sunday. Sunday. Um, one last, since you brought up Brita, too, I just thought I'd throw this out there. He is being drafted or ranked as the running back 38. So he's being taken almost 10 spots higher than Jordan Howard. That's so crazy. That, yeah, that's just further um, evidence that Howard is ranked too low. All right, before we continue, uh, we've had a couple of things um, going on in the background, and I forgot to remind you, in case this is your first episode, we do record outside. Uh, we are in my backyard today. Uh, so I know a lawnmower has been going the entire show, and I'm sorry for not mentioning it. <laughs> I think they're it. done. I think they're done now, so it's perfect for me to mention you're it to now. Hear, you're likely to hear some weed whacking. <laughs> that could be. Edging. You may hear edging. I know we have neighbors with dogs. We have neighbors with children, so who knows? But anyway. <laughs> whacking uh, th- and edging. All that's, right. that's why you're hearing those things. All right, Sean, I think you've got another running back for us, right? I do, and you're really going to like this because this is a guy that I know that you like. Mm-hmm. All right. The first guy I want to talk about in terms of running backs is Kenyon Drake. Oh, I do like Kenyon Drake. I know. I know you like you some Kenyon Drake. Here's the thing. He's RB26 in ADP. What? <laughs> what? Right. That is an RB3? Now, Sean, that's we were careful to use Dynasty ADP, right? Yep. So that might be different if you're looking at a redraft. Maybe, yeah. but I don't care about redraft. Right, right. That's, <laughs> so, not, that's not what so we talk about at this, on Steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I, I saw that, and I thought, well, Kenyon Drake, I mean, he's been around a bit. Is he like 40 years old? No, 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 no. He's only 26 years old. So I thought, well, okay, so who's close to him at RB26? And I, and I thought, okay, I'm, the names that you're going to hear that are, are, are similar rankings are Darius Geis, Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert, and Mark Ingram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those guys are also guys that, that are, are, I can see why you might want one of those guys or not. I mean, most of them, maybe not one of them, but most of them. <laughs> yeah, one, one of those is not like the others. Yeah, yeah. In, I think. in Ingram, I think. I think, I think, yeah. I think yeah. So, so, uh, so his career, um, he has, he has 689 career carries. And by career, I'm including college. Mm, wow. So, so he's, his entire time once he left high school 689 carries that's it 233 in, in college and 456 in the pros he's not heavily used he's got a lot a lot of tread left lot of in those tread tires, in those tires right? he has never had a season where he's averaged less than 4.5 yards per carry which means he has been consistent mm-hmm. and productive he's also been a productive receiver he can catch the football he's got 50 receptions the last two years so if you're in a ppr league that's even better mm-hmm. um Consider also, by the way, these numbers are, I would call them suppressed. In Miami um, last year, uh, he, aver- he was averaging 3.7 yards per carry, had zero touchdowns, and didn't have a single double-digit game in standard scoring. Once he, got, once he got traded from Miami to Arizona, 
all of a sudden he's getting 5.2 yards per carry. He gets eight touchdowns in eight games. I think he had one massive game where he had like four or five touchdowns, something like that. But, but still productive, consistent. Um, and the other thing is, in, in Arizona, he has no competition in the backfield. He's got the aforementioned Chase Edmonds. Who? Right. And he's got Eno Benjamin, who I think... Who? Uh, no, that's right. Her. But he's like a fifth or sixth round he draft. He was drafted late, yeah. Late. And, uh, you know, if you like Eno Benjamin, great. I mean, you can get him in your rookie drafts somewhere around the fifth round. So, fourth round maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kenyon Drake, he signed a one-year, $8.5 million contract. That's not bad money. It is a prove-it deal. At the end of this year, they're going to see where he goes. But at least this year, I would say, to me, he's a guaranteed RB1. Ooh, a guarantee. I'm putting, if I had, if you have a, a button, a sound effect on the button bar for the guarantee somehow, you should insert it here. I don't think we have that. But I, I think if you're looking at a guy who is in a, in a really good offense, is the is for sure the the full-time running back in that offense, um, and has been productive in that offense, I don't know how much of a better guarantee you can get. That to me is is I mean he's not he's not uh, CMC he's not Zeke and 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 whatnot and there's always injury potential but I don't see any other serious possibility that he's not an RB one if he if he stays healthy. Maybe just circling back to the guys you mentioned as his ADP neighbors, mm-hmm. um, do you see any of those guys maybe in the same boat? Or are they really different than? I would say I see one guy in a similar boat. Which guy do you want to hear about? Well, I'm most interested personally in Jonathan Taylor from that list of players. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor, I mean, anytime you're comparing somebody to a rookie, it's you don't know what you're getting. Jonathan Taylor, he's 21 years old, so he's younger, certainly. However, he's got 926 carries, right? Uh, there's been some st- statistical studies that have shown that a running back drops off a cliff, more or less, once they hit 1,800 carries. Jonathan Taylor is already halfway there. So he has more carries. As of right now, he has more carries than Kenyon Drake. Wow. So uh, also Jonathan Taylor, uh, people want to pretend that Marlon Mack is not there. He is there. He Mm -hmm. is going to get carries. Jonathan Taylor is also fumble prone. There's a lot of questions about Jonathan Taylor. Could he be really good? Absolutely. But could he be Trent Richardson? Yeah, he could be Trent Richardson. We have no way of knowing that until he actually... Uh, sets foot on an NFL field, carries the ball, is successful at it. Guys who've had fumble problems in the NFL, uh, a lot of them have either solved their problem like Tiki Barber, or they have gotten, you know, they've they've been forced out of the league, or they're superstars like Adrian Peterson. And I hate to tell you, Jonathan Taylor is not Adrian Peterson. So, so ultimately, if you're looking at a, let's say, a three-year window, I think Kenyon Drake is a more reliable uh, uh, player, um, especially if he stays in Arizona. Uh, Raheem Mostert is the other guy that I think so, is uh, maybe a better comp, uh, for Kenyon Drake, maybe his situation. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on Raheem Mostert. Raheem is 28 years old. Also has essentially been unused for most of his career. Surprisingly, I was a little surprised when I looked at Raheem Mostert. Uh, he, he's always been productive when given a chance, pretty much when he carries the football with any more than just like one or two carries, he's averaged 7.7 or 5.6 yards uh, per carry. That's a, um, that's a productive guy. 
Are those but, two numbers from like two different teams or two different seasons? Or I, think, I think it was this season and last season. Oh, gotcha. So I, I do like Raheem Mostert. Um, I also see this situation in San Francisco as being far less clear. I, I think Coleman and even McKinnon pose a greater threat to Raheem Mostert's overall numbers than Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin do. So unless there's a signing, you know, before training camp, some veteran, uh, another running back gets signed in Arizona, I, I do see that as a more stable situation. Um, Mark Ingram, I can say two words about Mark Ingram. He's 30 years old. So uh, if you're looking for a dynasty league, like I, I got a bunch of reasons why he, he should not be rated as highly. I don't think I need to go too far into that. And Darius Geis, we've talked about him before. He's got 42 career carries, three knee injuries. He's never had more than 10 carries in a game. Uh, I think the idea that you're going to get RB1 numbers out of Darius Geis is insane. I think it's a pipe dream. So when I'm looking at his comps, I'm thinking you're, you're you know, this guy, Kenyon Drake, is the clearest opportunity for a guy who's going to be an RB1 that you're paying an RB3 price for. All right, I'm feeling like I want to head into the land of wide receivers here. I have Robert Woods on my list. Robert Woods is 28 this season. He is being ranked as the 31st wide receiver in Dynasty ADP and wide receiver 28 in Expert Consensus Ranking, ECR. Mm. So why is he not sexy? I was gonna, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, why is he not sexy too? Right. <laughs> I can think of a couple of reasons. One is he doesn't score much. Last year was an extreme example. He only scored two receiving touchdowns. He had another touchdown rushing. Um, the other reason is that he... Yeah, poor man's Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he started his career really slowly is the second reason. And first impressions count. He averaged about 52 receptions and 650 yards with three touchdowns in his first five years. So he's the classic sixth-year breakout, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he was not like a bust, though. He just was kind of always—he's been underrated forever. True. I mean, I think he's a talented guy. You know, he started in Buffalo, and there wasn't much going on there. But, you know, you're not going to put it. You're a, talking about the town, right? Because I've been to Buffalo. There's not much going there. I've not been it's there. Lovely, it's a lovely place. So it's it was quiet. I wasn't commenting on Buffalo, <laughs> Buffaloites, but uh, uh, the team was not very good when he was there. We love you, Buffalo. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, a guy getting 650 yards and three touchdowns, you're not really scrambling to get, to get him on your fantasy team. Yeah, but sounds like Juju. Why should he be sexy? Wow, you are really on a juju kick. <laughs> why should Robert Woods be sexy? Here's why. In 2018, he caught 86 passes for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. He also rushed for an additional 157 yards and another touchdown. Mm. Now, he was getting no rushing production earlier in his career. If you add on those rushing numbers, that's a just a bonus 21 points, kind of, kind of out of thin yeah. air, that people probably aren't thinking about. I wasn't. No, me neither. <laughs> then last year, he caught even more passes. He had 90 passes for 1,100 yards. He had the two touchdowns, as I mentioned, but he again rushed for 115 yards and a touchdown. That's a bonus, 17 points in uh, rushing production. Here's one of the biggest things. Is this going to continue in the future? Here's why I think it might. 
The Rams changed to 12 personnel as their primary offense. What is 12 personnel, Tim? 12 personnel means you have one running back and two tight ends Mm. on the field. Mm. So what that means is you typically don't have three receivers on the field. Right. So um, in in that primary offense, in the 12 personnel offense, Woods basically never left the field. He was on the field for 89% of snaps. If you look at um, Cook. Um, Brandon Cooks? No. What's the other guy? Jared Cook? <laughs> Cooper Cup? <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Cooper Cup? Uh. Cooper Cook. <laughs> Cuppy Cooper. <laughs> All right. If you look at Robert Wood's counterparts, they were not on the field nearly as much when they switched to that uh, double tight end set. So I'm confident whichever direction they go, uh, Woods is going to be on the field. The players being taken around Woods uh, are ranked uh, around Woods in ADP are Chase Claypool and his uh, teammate Brandon Cooks. Um, Former teammate. Oh, that's true. That's right. I forgot. There's a whole bunch of targets just opened up. That's right. Which is also another um, thing to think about with Robert Woods is he's he's likely to see even more targets than he has the last couple of years. Um, and then in ECR, it's Tyler Lockett and Justin Jefferson. So who, you've yeah, who has not played football? Yeah, Chase Claypool and Justin Jefferson are rookies. Who knows? Um, you know, I would Tyler Lockett's been good, but we covered him last show, and mm-hmm. Sean, Sean laid out nicely why he's being drafted too highly. I mean, he's so. good. I think he's good. Yeah. Just you know. He's just being drafted too highly or or ranked too highly. Yes. So anyway, uh, over the last two seasons, Woods is the wide receiver eight. He's being rated as a wide receiver three. Oh, my God, Tim. That is a steal. Exactly. So that's why you should get Robert Woods on your team. Trade for him. You won't have to pay much. So so we talked a little bit about how he started out and how – players the first impressions do matter which is one of the reasons why why i talked about odell beckham last week so robert woods has here's a little fun fact he has beaten his positional adp seven years in a row so it's been a slow build right so there's there's been like this i barely even notice him i kind of the kind of guy who maybe was a third round draft pick in your rookie draft and then you didn't see much out of him, and then he was slowly was gaining gaining speed. And really, honestly, people didn't pay attention to him until he's several years in the league, and all of a sudden now, oh wow, you got a guy who's getting you know, thousand yards, eleven hundred yards, twelve hundred yards. Though that's that's a lot of production, and people have not really paid attention to it. I honestly think the switch to twelve personnel and the loss to Brandon Cooks is um, going to going to mean. A, a really big year for Robert Woods, and I think that that is a great uh, buy advice that you're given right there. Love the Robert Woods pick. Whoever has him in our league, I want him. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> All right, we're going to stay in the land of wide receivers. We are going to kind of relatively rapid fire these next two players. Um, so, Sean, why don't you start us off? Okay. Next guy I'd like to talk about is James Washington. He is ADP wide receiver 52, which means I, I can't, I might need Bodie's help, but I'm pretty sure that's wide receiver five. Okay. He's only 24 years old. He was a highly, what were you going to say? You're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I uh, can do that math. <laughs> you can do that much. I, I just did that in my head, right? Well done. Yeah. So he's only 24 years old. Steelers drafted him pretty highly, I believe. I've not, I didn't actually double check this, but if my memory tells me he was a second round draft pick in the NFL, uh, could have been a third round pick, but um, they, they spent capital on him. He did not have a great rookie year, um, but um, last year, with re- really subpar quarterbacking, he was the number one producing wide receiver on his team by every metric. So um, he produced 230 more yards um, than the player who is ADP wide receiver 12. I'm not going to tell you who that is, but his name rhymes, rhymes with Kuju. <laughs> And I did look it up while you were talking there, Sean. He was a second-round pick. Okay, that's what I thought. Taking 60th overall. That's what I thought. Um, on the point, on a, uh, Juju missed a couple, uh, some games last year. If you look at points per game, he had the same level of production. So you're talking about wide receiver 12, wide, wide receiver 52. There's a huge gap in value, and there's not a huge gap in production. That's what the same exact quarterbacks um, uh his ADP partners are guys like Robbie Anderson, Sammy Watkins, guys that I consider total waiver, waiver wire players. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson's a guy in a new offense that has really never produced. And in fact, if you, when I when I would look at film of the Jets, I, I spent some time looking at Sam Darnold, and it, I couldn't believe just how terrible Robbie Anderson is. Mm. He's just dropping passes, running crummy routes like he's not really I don't see anything positive on him Sammy Watkins um he's just always been disappointing he'll have like one nice one nice game and then he pretty much does nothing later on I don't see though either one of those guys ever being the top receiver on their teams um and James Washington I, I don't I think there's a reasonable chance that he ends up being the best receiver on the Steelers team for the next few years. I don't, I mean, I don't know that Juju's going to stay in Pittsburgh, and I don't, Claypool we haven't seen anything from at all, and Deontay Johnson, I like him too, but um, it's a kind of a, a coin flip, I think, between those two as to who ends up being more productive long term. So that's a good, that's a good buy, wide receiver 52. Absolutely. Get James Washington. Who you got? I want to talk briefly about Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is 30 years old. He is being ranked as the 41st wide receiver in ADP, 60th in ECR. There's a lot of reasons why Marvin Jones is not sexy. He's topped uh, 65 catches. Well, actually, he didn't even top it. 65 is his best total catches in a season in his career. He's topped 1,000 yards only once in his eight-year career. He's played a full season only three out of those eight years, and he has had really inconsistent touchdown totals. Sounds like a guy that we might have should have maybe covered last week. <laughs> right, it does. It sounds like he's overrated, right? Right. Uh, I mentioned his inconsistent touchdown totals. He's had nine or ten three times in eight years, and oh, yeah. he's had five or fewer every other season. I'm selling that guy for sure, right? right. No? Except, what's oh, wrong with oh. being sexy? What's wrong with being sexy? Here's why he's sexy. Um, <laughs> over the last three years, he has been the wide receiver 17 in points per game. So he's in the same neighborhood as... Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, OBJ, and T.Y. Hilton over the last three years. Wow. Right? Yes. 
Uh, and he's averaging the same total production as Kenny Galladay over that span. Galladay's ECR is wide receiver 11. Now, he is younger. Galladay is younger. He's way younger. But Thielen, Thielen's an old man. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton's an old man. OBJ's an old man, kind of. Yeah, and Marvin Jones isn't a young guy either. Um, but you're getting him way cheaper than any of those names. And that's the point of this show is you can pick this guy up in what? You know, who, for, for how much, you know, for, uh, in terms of salary. He's just being ranked so much lower he, than he, his production. Do you, think he's, do you think he's a minimum salary guy? Do you think if he's out there in your free agent auction, uh, every, everybody's salary structure is a little bit different, but do you think he, how much over a minimum do you think Marvin Jones goes? I think he, it's possible he goes for more than the minimum, but I don't see him being a million-dollar player out of 25. Right. Um, so what is that, 4% of your cap? Something like that, yeah. yeah. We, again, we need Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cut this part if my my numbers are wrong. So. <laughs> no, <I think> that's, <laughs> just kidding. That's hilarious. You want to play a game, Tim? I love games. Let's do it. All right. Uh, do you remember that game we played with uh, the quarterbacks? I do. I think I won. I think you did win. We got a lot of winners. All the listeners were winners. I'm going to play the same game because I'm not very creative in games. I only really only know one game. Um, I play the same game all the time. Uh, and that is um, it's injury-prone wide receivers. Okay. Right? We're, we're going to cover injury-prone wide receivers. Okay. Wide receiver A uh, is 27 years old. Wide receiver B, however... 26 years old. Mm. All right. Got that? Who are you leaning right now? B. All right. Wide receiver A. He's got, uh, f- the, he's injury prone, so he's got, he's, but he's had five seasons where he's at least played 10 games. Okay. Okay. Uh, wide receiver B, also five NFL seasons with at least 10 games. Okay. So, right? I'm still at B. You're still at B. Okay. Um, so I'm, I looked at points per game because, Looking at season totals doesn't make a lot of sense when they don't, they're not playing the same amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked at season totals in those five seasons. For for player A, it's um, wider, he's got a wide receiver 10 finish, wide receiver 43, wide receiver 43, wide receiver 52, wide receiver 98. Now, you really do need Bodie to tell me what wide receiver number 98 is, but... <laughs> But I think it's a large number. I think it's a ninth wide receiver nine. Eight, maybe? Eight, nine, something like that. All right. Wide receiver B. Points per game. This is standard scoring, by the way. Wide receiver 36. Wide receiver 29. Wide receiver 21. Wide receiver 21. Wide receiver 4. All right. Now, I did put them in opposite orders. It sounds better that way. But... (laughs) If you're caught on to that Are you trick. leading the witness? Yeah, I'm a little bit. All right. But just in case you play PPR, wide receiver A has played 69 games. Nice, right? And he's got 3.4 receptions a game. Wide receiver B, 72 games. So similar. Uh, he's averaged 4.9 receptions a game. All right. Where are you at? I'll take wide receiver B, final answer. All right. Would you like to know who wide receiver A is? Yes. The answer is Devontae Parker. Hmm. Why, would you like to know who wide receiver B is? Yes. Allen Robinson. Allen hmm. Robinson. Allen Robinson. Also, in, been banged up. 
but just has been far more productive. So wide receiver A, ADP is 26. Wide receiver B, Allen Robinson, wide receiver 28. So you have to pay more for Devontae Parker than you do for Allen Robinson, who has been better throughout his career. And even if you look at Devontae Parker's best finish, which was last year at wide receiver 10, um, Allen Robinson wasn't terribly far behind. He was, I think, a, a, a little less than a point behind him. Right, yeah. It, it was yeah. wide receiver 21, but it, and that's and that's on points per game basis, you know. But but it's not like they're going in opposite directions either. I mean, Devontae Parker obviously had a season coming out of nowhere, but there's reasons to have doubts on him. Allen Robinson, man, that guy has been productive all the way throughout, and he's been uh, pretty consistent, and you can get him at um, at a price where I think that he's a good buy. Right, and actually I would say that Devontae Parker has more questions about his quarterback. He's, he's experienced success with Fitzpatrick. We don't know. <laughs> one how, Yes, one quarterback yeah. of all of his quarterbacks he's been good with. And we're not sure how long Fitzpatrick's going to quarterback the Dolphins. Right. Um, yes, Allen Robinson also has a questionable quarterback situation, but I feel like you can only go up. Yeah, I mean, if Foles, know, in, if Foles ends Foles. up taking that job, I, I think there's, a, there's at least a, uh, a consistency that will be had there. That um, So I, I do see it the same way. All right, there's one more receiver I want to talk about before we move on. Um, Jarvis Landry is 27. He feels like he's 34 God, to me. He does feel like he's ancient. but Right, but he really hasn't, well, he's been in the league quite a while. I think it's the name. Jarvis feels like one of those old-timey names. <laughs> I don't know why. It just does. Huh, could be. Like it might be a name, like you would see his name if it was like a, a you know, a, a, a talkie. You know, like an early, <laughs> an early movie. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Jarvis Landry is um, being ranked as the 31st wide receiver by the experts. Uh, he is being ranked as the 39th wide receiver by Dynasty Startup ADP. Why is Jarvis Landry not sexy besides that he sounds like a talky actor? <laughs> um he has been the wide receiver 25 in points per game over the last three years, and that might be why. That sounds to me like a third wide receiver, which isn't real sexy. But why should he be sexy? He has never, Jarvis Landry has never missed a game in his NFL career, and he's been in the league since 2014. So because of that, his finishes are higher than you might expect. He has finished as a wide receiver one twice in his career, and as recently as 2017. A third year, he was the wide receiver 13, so just outside that wide receiver one spot in a 12-team league. He was wide receiver 15 last year, and he has never finished worse than the wide receiver 21. He was clearly Cleveland's number one wide receiver last season. He scored over a point and a half more per game than OBJ. His ADP neighbors are CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk in ADP, and Tyler Boyd and Devontae Parker in ECR. So, I get that those guys, some of those names I just mentioned, are way shinier than Jarvis Landry, uh, but Landry is almost a guaranteed wide receiver too, and you're getting him at the tail end of wide receiver three prices. Or actually with wide receiver, yeah, wide receiver 39 is wide receiver four. 
I just did that math yeah. by myself. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of averaged it out. But you're right. You're talking wide receiver three, wide receiver four prices. So I like Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I, I like Landry too. And for me, it, it does it pairs up nicely with um, with my dislike of relative dislike of OBJ, right? So I feel like there's nothing the fact that he's not sexy means you can get him cheaper. The the points per game, you know, conundrum. Sometimes you like a guy who's very consistent, is always on the field. Sometimes it's nicer to have a guy that's got some more pop, but then if he misses some games, it's okay because you get to fill in with a different a different player, and Landry's going to kind of give you that, that lower-level production. But I do think that... Um, Actually, either way, wide receiver 39 is just way too low. He's not old. He's still actually pretty young. And, um, you know, I, I just think he, people don't ever really think about him as an elite wide receiver. And produ- production-wise, he is. All right, let's switch back. We're going to cover just, I think, two more players. Um, no, three more. Uh, but we're going to switch back to the running back position. I'm going to bring up Todd Gurley. He's 26, or will be when the season starts. He's going as the wide, uh, running back 33, according to Dynasty ADP. The experts have him ranked as the 21st running back. So that's quite a difference there. Why is the public not high on Todd Gurley? He tore his left ACL in 2014, his last year at Georgia. Now, a lot of people that have surgery for a knee issue or shoulder issue end up with some lasting pain in that joint. That's the reason I bring that up. So that happened in 2014. Come 2018 in December, he gets benched kind of unex- unex- uh, unexpectedly at the end of the season. They're in the playoffs. Surprisingly? Yeah, surprisingly. I couldn't spit the word out there. But he gets benched, and nobody knows why. He has an unspecified issue in his left knee. Well, come to find out, he's actually had the issue all year long. Um, but and then there was, like, the video of him kind of limping at a nightclub or something like that the following spring. So Exactly. And then one more reason why he might not be sexy to people is he averaged 3.8 yards per carry last year. Here's why I believe Gurley should still be attractive to fantasy owners. This is the terrible offensive line in, that Los Angeles had last year? Because that might also account for 3.8 yards per carry. Well, I, I, I'm about to mention did that. I ruin, did, did I step on your touchdown call? That's fine. That, I wouldn't call that a touchdown. <laughs> you stepped on my second down run or something. Uh, okay. Okay. But um, Gurley had over 1,800 total yards and 21 touchdowns in 2018. Remember. 20. One 21 touchdowns, touchdowns in one year in one year and 1800 total yards wow. and that's the year that his knee was flaring up on him he has averaged as the running back one over the last three years both in total fantasy points and points per game he was the running back 10 last season with 1,000 yards and 14 touchdowns and as you mentioned Sean that was behind a terrible offensive line his other down season, and I'm air quoting. Air quoting, yeah. I was going to provide that for the for the listeners. Yes. His other down season was his second year in 2016 when he had 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, and finished as the running back 17. That's, his, that's still a lot higher than RB33, isn't it? I, I believe so. That's okay. why he's making the list here, right? Uh, so his ADP neighbors for Dynasty Startups are James White and DeAndre Swift. 
and the experts have him ranked between David Montgomery and Melvin Gordon. And that's a little closer in my mind. Exactly. The experts are a little closer to that. And as I mentioned, there's quite a gap between the public ADP and the expert ranking. ADP has him at running back 13, and experts have him at running back 21. So you, you're right on there, Sean. So... In summary, yes, his carries are probably going to be managed going forward. He has an issue in his knee that's not going to go away. He's probably never never going to flirt with the running back one spot ever again. But you're probably looking at a running back two that as his floor, like a good running back two. And he can be he could easily be a running back one in 2020. Um, all that with the uh, with the rank of running back 33 and ADP. Yeah, I was going to say 33. I think earlier you said 13, but you meant 33. But here's here's the thing I look at this, and the thing I think of, you talk about his carries are going to be managed. Who else is going to carry the football in Atlanta? I mean, I do think they're going to manage his carries a little bit, but right now the person he's going to share carries with is, what, Ido Smith? Like, I'm just, I think he's going to get a nice workload, and the only concern I have with him, and it is a concern, is at some point in time, he's not going to be able to carry the football um, because of his knee. And honestly, the truth is, none of us are, are experts on his knee, although we might have one next week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but... but uh, for a guy that young, like I think the, the window is still open for Todd Gurley, especially if you're talking about um, getting him at uh, running back 33 prices. I wouldn't invest a huge long contract on him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign him to a to a, a four year deal at this point. But but I would. I would want him, and I'd like to have him for the next two years for sure. Yeah, and I think I think his knee the the concern about his knee is baked into the ranking he has if he was just totally healthy i don't think there's no if he was healthy he would be yeah we wouldn't even be having this conversation at all he would be rb5 something like that if he was um didn't have that asterisk but i still think that is he, he can't be falling that far when you get that much production so sean i think you have our only tight end on the list so the tight end that i have is Jared Cook. And uh, he is ADP 17. That means that people are valuing him as a backup tight end. Um, Behind Gronkowski, who hasn't even, who didn't even play last year. Um, Cook is 33 years old, which seems old, but tight ends do kind of peak a little Mm -hmm. late. Um, he's really only two years older than, than Kelsey, who has had nine surgeries. Uh, people forget about that. Um, Jared Cook has been very healthy throughout his entire career. He's basically played 16 games every year. He's averaging 15 games played. So he's had missed a game or two. I think he missed one game last year, maybe two. But he's basically been on the field the entire time. Last year, uh, he led all, all NFL tight, uh, tight ends in yards per catch. So he's still getting downfield. Um, he's the last two seasons, he's kind of peaked, right? So he's finished tight end five and tight end six, and those are on two different teams. Um, uh, so last year, um, there was a little shift in the offense uh, in New Orleans, and at the last 10 games, he averaged almost 12 points per game, 
which would, in standard scoring, would, would have him easily as the tight end one. Um, down the stretch, you're, you're getting wide receiver seven production. Not, not, not your seventh wide receiver, but the seventh in the league, the seventh best wide receiver in the entire league. You're getting that production from your tight end position. So, wow. So yeah, that's super yeah. productive. I'd take that for sure. Got the same quarterback, has the same offensive system. The only ch- change is they've added Emmanuel Sanders, which will probably affect him uh, on some on some level. But, um, but I don't see it uh, as as a, having a huge effect because I think Emmanuel Sanders is is going to be you know the the Robin Robin to Michael Thomas's Batman. I think that's just going to be mm. the way it's going to be. When I look at tight ends, when I look at the ADP list, um, the thing that really struck me is. There's a group at the top that everybody loves and everybody agrees. I'm not going to spend any time talking about Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Too late. Did I already spend that time? Or just a little time. Oh, God damn it. The thing is, after that group, there is like 12 guys that have done nothing in the league. They've essentially done nothing in the league. I mean... A couple of them have had like one decent season, you know, that has kind of gone by the wayside. And I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of names. And I'm not, I'm not saying these guys are worthless. This is not a podcast about how these players are terrible. It's the big picture is these guys haven't proven anything, and they're all ranked ahead of a guy that is sitting there with his hand raised. I know the answer. I can give you a tight end five, tight end six numbers for the next two, three years for sure. Um, so. T.J. Hawkinson, yeah, a high high prospect last season, tight end twenty nine. Noah Fant, tight end twenty six. Mike Gesicki, lots of reasons to like Mike Gesicki. Tight end fourteen. Um, Hunter Henry, his best season is tight end ten. He's been hurt a lot, and now he's got a rookie quarterback. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's still stuck behind Ertz. People are still thinking he's going to be great. He might be. His best season. Last year, it was tight end 12. Janu Smith, a lot of reasons to like Janu Smith, but his best season, tight end 27. So he hasn't shown that he can that he can be a guy, right? David Njoku, right? He, he, he's, uh, his, his best season, he's, his ADP is 11. His best season was tight end 16, and now he's got Austin Hooper ahead of him. So he's not even the number one tight end on that team. O.J. Howard? He's kind of. He had a tight end five season. He had one season. He's kind of disappeared. Another guy. Now they have Gronk, Evan Engram. We we've talked about him before. He had one season. He was tight end four. Um, his ADP is tight end three right now. Um, yeah, I don't get that. We already talked about that last. We've week, talked about, about that, but my point is, is, is there's a more or less a, a huge block of guys that there you've not seen anything out of, and they're younger. And they have that over Cook, but yep. they have not proven anything to anybody. And tight ends, and tight ends get good later. Right. Yeah, they people People always like the new hotness. Yeah, but it's, it's like, and I get like having a guy or two that you're really high on, but to have an essentially 10 guys ahead of a proven talent uh, is the thing that surprises me. And maybe maybe Cook is knocked down a little bit because he had kind of a lost season in Green Bay and his inconsistent production in, in Oakland. But but he's he's pretty consistently been been a weapon and has demonstrated that he has skills to get downfield, 
He's very consistently had a, a, a lot of yards per catch. He's an athletic guy, um, and he's in a great situation in New Orleans, and he's going to be there. So it doesn't, it doesn't have anybody screaming behind him. I, I would expect him to put up good numbers as long as Drew Brees is there, which might just be this year, but, um, but it might not. We've got one more player to talk about. It's running back Chris Carson. Carson is going to turn 26 in September, so right after the start of the season. He's being ranked as the running back 25 by the experts, and he's being ranked as running back 21 by Dynasty Startup ADP. Why is he not sexy? I can tell you. Yeah, do tell. He broke his hip last year. (laughs) He broke his hip in week 16 last season. Why should you still be interested? Here's why I think you should be. He did not require surgery on that broken hip. So apparently it's rehabbing successfully. And the Seahawks say that Carson is on track to start week one, as long as we believe what we're being told. Last year, he was the running back 10 in points per game. He had 1,500 total yards and nine touchdowns in 15 games. In 2018, he was also the running back 10 in points per game with 1,300 total yards and nine touchdowns in 14 games. He's produced. The Seahawks are a rushing team. They ranked seventh in rushing percentage last year, and Carson saw 20 carries nine times last year. I love that work. Nine times. He also saw twice as many targets last year as he did in 2018. He went, I think it was 24 targets in 2018 to 47 in 2019. Carlos Hyde has recently signed there. Even Carlos Hyde has come out in the public and said, acknowledged that Carson is the starter. And Rashad Penny, their other running back on roster right now, is likely to start the season on the pup. So they're doing some dancing with Marshawn Lynch and some other running backs, but this is Carson's job as long as his hip is okay. There is another guy on roster. DJ Dallas. What what are your thoughts on DJ Dallas? Well, I also read recently that one of the coaches for Seattle said, we're really excited about DJ Dallas on special teams. (laughs) Right. He's a great tackler. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not overly concerned about DJ Dallas either. Um, uh, He's uh, Carson's ADP is being rated right alongside guys like Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, Philip Lindsay, and Kerryon Johnson. I like Carson way more than any of those guys. You're getting a shot at a top 10 running back for late running back two prices. To me, that's a steal. And as I mentioned, the the hip injury is a serious, that's a serious It business. is. Yeah. Should we maybe, what, what, what would you think if we like spend a little more time talking about about that injury or maybe some other things like that? What do you think about that? Yeah, so <laughs> going, going back to Sean's spoiler alert earlier. Uh, so our next episode, we are going to have Dr. Bjorn Westgard on the show with us talking about sports injuries and what they might mean long-term for fantasy players. Well, yeah, specific, he's, I think we're going to talk about some specific players that currently have injuries um, and what kind of outlook you might be looking for some of these guys like Debo Samuel and whatnot, also um, some players that, uh, some situations you might look at during the season and, and how, how you should forecast um, a player's availability when you hear about a you know, particular injury. All right, we had a question come in to steelpod at gmail.com this week. 
Uh, it comes from Johnny. Johnny didn't tell me where he's from, but his question is, he's in a 10-team... Probably super... Buffalo. Maybe. <laughs> so sorry, Johnny, if you're from Buffalo. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful town. It's sorry. just quiet. It's sleepy. It's Sean like Farhan. Yeah. <laughs> Farhan should move there. Um, he's in a 10-team Superflex League, 23-man rosters. So in addition to the quarterbacks, they also start two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. They have one flex spot, and they have another flex spot that's only for wide receivers and tight ends. So I just want to make sure I understand this. Mm-hmm. They have a flex, which is anything. They mm-hmm. have a, a only wide receiver tight end flex, and then they have a super flex, which would be any, which is basically so quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So, so three varying levels of flex position in this league. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I'm taking the question. All right. Yes. And the question that Johnny asked was, "What would you say is your ideal percentage of roster spots by position?" And I think you and I are right along the same lines on this, Sean. What do you got? Well, I thought um, that in a super flex league, you want to have at least three quarterbacks, and in a ten-team league, you're able to do that. Um, I thought since the you have that flex spot that is a wide receiver tight end flex that you probably want to carry a couple more wide receivers than uh, running backs. So I put the percentage at about you know maybe 25% running backs, uh, 33% wide receivers out of your total roster limit. So that's about six running backs and about eight wide receivers. Uh, because you are forced to start a tight end, I would carry two tight ends on this team, which is a, another 9% of your space on a 23-man roster. So that leaves you with about four roster spots or about 20% to play around with. That's where I, I wouldn't want to totally get stuck in the in the position where I'm like, oh, I really like that running back, but I've already got six of them, and I don't want to go over 25%. You know, I, you want to have some flexibility there if... Uh, good values present themselves. So that's my initial thought about that. Sean, what do you think? Well, I listened to, I, I looked at the question carefully. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to answer the question, right? Because you, you, you allowed 20% wiggle room. It's saying you're, you're, it's an ideal percentage. So I'm going to give you ideal percentages. Quarterback, seven, the ideal percentage is 17.39%. The uh, uh, running backs, 30.43%. Wide receivers, 39.13%, and tight ends are 13.04%. That's ideal, right? That is ideal. Now you can vary for off of the ideal. But for me, that means the number one thing in a Superflex league is four quarterbacks. I really believe strongly that you should, you'd want four quarterbacks. You're not going to get four guys that have all have starting jobs, or if you do, you're going to be there's going to be a lot of people in your league who, who can't, field you know quarterbacks on bye weeks that they're gonna have to play other positions but you can include some promising backups in there some guys that are not starting but you think oh they're probably gonna start Tua would qualify he's probably not gonna start the season but um if you get Tua, you know then that he's a nice backup to have um that for me comes down to seven running backs nine wide receivers i took the similar approach to you i i do you want to have plenty of, run, of running backs because you you get to start two of them, but with the the regular flex, you get to start one more. Um, and I, I'm generally going to be biased towards running backs over over wide receivers. And in super flex, if you can't start a quarterback, you're really going to want to be starting to uh, want, wanting to be starting a running back. Um, 
and I only had uh, three tight ends. Um, so in your wiggle room category, I would maybe th toss one of them at, at a tight end just so you can have a starter, a backup, and a developmental player. Because um, I didn't in the question, I didn't hear that they're going to have developmental squad positions. Um, for me, I, don't, I think you feel the same way. Don't mess. Don't worry about positions when it comes to developmental squad players. If you have, if you have one. So um, for me, it's just get the most talented guys. And, and again, yeah. this question for me was um, about um, he didn't mention that. So I'm just going 23 players. That's how I'm going to divide it up. Sure. And I do agree with you when it comes to a taxi squad or a developmental roster. You don't worry about positions at all. You just take the best guy available. Well, that's going to do it for our I'm Too Sexy for My Spot show. Thank you for joining us. Remember, next week we have Dr. Bjorn Westgard joining us for a sports injury episode. And uh, we look forward to doing this again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group. And follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.